0: Good morning. I wanted to say a few words about judging and judgment and being judgmental because it's something I was thinking about very deeply the other day. We obviously in our culture feel that it's evil and bad to be judgmental. And so what do we mean by judgmental? Well, it means that when I meet someone and I'm talking to them, I might be thinking, I, I don't like what you said. You're a bit of an idiot. Um, oh, well, you think that so-and-so is true, but that's because you're misguided. That's because you're, um, you haven't thought about it properly. Um, well, I don't need to give examples. We all know what it's like to be judgmental and we all, I'm sure, 100% of us at some point or other find ourselves having judgmental thoughts about other people. And I think that the, the essence of what that really means is that we're finding something about them that we don't like or are averse to, have an aversion to, and then creating a story around that. So not only we are finding something that about this person that puts us on edge, that sets off an alarm, that creates a physiological response of wanting to push away, wanting to move away from, and then we add to that, a story about us being better than them or them being in some way deficient, inadequate, inferior or belonging to a different tribe and group that we don't want to belong to and don't belong to or a feeling that we wouldn't want that person in our tribe or group. and. I've caught myself doing this many times. I'm sure you have too. And I usually chastise myself for having these thoughts and believe them to be a sign of my own immaturity and my own baggage and all my um, life scripts that I operate on and false beliefs. And I think that that is true about the story that I create to explain my aversion. But I'm not convinced that it's true about the actual aversion. Because what's the other side of that? Let's say we live in this utopian unicorn and rainbows world, and no one is ever judgmental or has a judgmental thought about another human being. Well, it wouldn't be a unicorn and and whatever I said, rainbows world actually because the example I'm going to give is what about if someone actually is a threat to you? What about if someone is very pleasant and very nice but they're not honest and you don't necessarily have any evidence of that physically, materially, but you have an instinct for it? Uh, Let's say that someone doesn't realise they're doing this but they're actually trying to manipulate you into doing a favour for them which would cost you a lot more time and effort than they're allowing for and which doesn't fit in with your needs right now and conflicts with your needs right now and is not actually that important to them and not something you would wish to do. Or let's say someone's coming at you with a knife and wants to take your wallet. Um, There are situations in which it's not only appropriate and desirable, it is a survival mechanism, it's an adaptation, it's a positive to have an instinct about someone, to have an instinct that, that we don't want that, we don't want that person is a threat, so it could be that they're an actual threat as in a mugger or someone coming to attack you. It could be that they're an actual threat, but in a more minor way, as in the example of people asking you to do things for them that take away from you and that you don't want to do. Or it could just be something else. It could simply be that you don't really feel that spending time with this person is of benefit, is adding value, that you have your life to live and your aim and your goal is to grow, develop, improve, self-nourish, recover from various habits and false beliefs that you currently have, change your lifestyle, change your diet, change your movement, be a better person, whatever that means for you, um, stop being judgmental yourself, you're, you're trying to do all these things and you come upon a person or an interaction where you know you're going to be taken away from your goal, where it's going to create a difficulty for you and it's not going to nourish you and it's not going to improve you and it's not going to serve your aim of improving yourself in whatever way that may be. And if we were to delete or remove those instincts, then we wouldn't be doing ourselves any favors at all. So I propose that the, real, the, the difference between judgment and evaluation, evaluation being the protective adaptive response, is simply the story. So evaluation is, a friend comes around and you like them, they're a good friend, but you just don't want to talk to them right now because you're in the zone, you're doing something. And you happen to know that this friend is prone to complaining, telling you long sob stories, blaming other people for what's happened in their lives, using a lot of poor me, I'm a victim type language. And it so happens that you yourself are working on removing some of those thoughts from your own mind and actions. And so if you allow yourself to spend time with this friend, are you going forward with your life? Are you contributing to going forward with your life? Or are you potentially going backward by allowing this interaction? And that's not to say that you never will allow yourself to speak to anyone who complains about anything because everything is situational. You might be feeling on another day completely fantastic, on top of the world, I've really mastered this skill. If, I, if this person comes to talk to me, that will be just what I need because it'll allow me to practice the art of guiding the conversation in a different direction or of remaining happy and cheerful and optimistic and proactive and powerful, even in the presence of those sorts of words and that type of conversation. So it's a case by case decision when something arises when something pops up in life that uh, that your instinct detects is either a threat or it doesn't have to be threatening but just aversive just i don't want that there's a certain physiological response that comes first felt viscerally felt on the sensory level not thoughts just a biochemical response something that's sensed in your gut or in your chest or on the soles of your feet or wherever it is for you that says no it just says no and you I think one needs to listen to that I think that's important and then when one has heard it it's Effective and helpful unless it's an emergency to make a more intellectual cognitive evaluation of whether one is going to follow that instinct or not. But the trap here is that as soon as that physiological response is felt, our minds tend to start making up a reason. So they'll start making up a reason like, I don't want to talk to this person because they smelly or, <laughs> or because I don't like the shirt they're wearing or because last week they bought something and I thought it was a waste of money or because they always go around barefoot um, and I don't like the way they eat or just stuff like that which actually has nothing to do with it but it does. It does but it doesn't. You know, those clues about people that when you you actually do object to the way someone eats or dresses or whatever, that it's partly you making up a story, but it's you making up a story in response to an instinct you have, which I believe is a good instinct. Now, the story may be rubbish because you might have a really great friend who you love to see who has exactly the same habit or did the exact same thing as this person. So those reasons we come up with are just ways for our intellect to explain our physiological response and basically excuse it in a way. So they are valid because they give us a clue that we are having a physiological response, but they're not necessarily valid literally because it might be nothing to do with how they eat or what they wear. It might be simply a physiological response that says I don't want to talk to this person right now. And that's enough. We don't need to have an explanation. We don't need to make up a story. We can just go, my instinct is telling me, I don't wanna have this interaction right now. I'm going to respect that and I'm going to act upon it. And then of course, there's the, the social aspect of having to find the words and the actions to do so without necessarily offending the person. So I think I've been perhaps a bit convoluted, but what I'm really trying to make a distinction here between two things is this. It is healthy and adaptive and vital for our survival that we make assessments about people, that we physiologically get a response, listen to it, notice it, when we are in the presence of an event, a person, an interaction, a word said, an action taken, where our, our organism says, no, I don't want that. I don't, that isn't nourishing me right now. That doesn't accord with my values. If I allow this to continue, I'm hurting myself and I am going against my stated aim of thriving, of being the best human being I can be, of honing, improving, clarifying, progressing in my, in my aim, in my wish to be as well, as well functioning, as well adapted, as healthy and thriving as I can. I believe we need to listen to those instincts, and those li- instincts are super important in keeping us alive and in keeping us alive at our best, not half alive or clinging on to life, but alive in a way where every moment we learn to be even more alive, and even more our true selves, and even more our best self. So those instincts are super important. However, they come they come with a story and then that's when they get called a judgment. So the instinct might be, no, I don't want you right now in my life. And then the judgment will come along saying, I don't want you right now in my life because I heard that you were rude to your mother or I don't want you in my life because... You drive a Mercedes and I hate all rich people, or etc. etc. And that story is comforting because it gives us a reason, and then we don't feel like we're a bad person for wanting to just go away from this person. But we don't need a reason. If we don't want this person in our life, we don't have to have this person in our life, we can walk away. We're serving them as well as us. If this is an interaction that we instinctively feel we don't want, then we mustn't have it. We mustn't allow it. Of course there are gonna be exceptions because if the person's having an interaction with you and they're in distress and they're a person you care about and they're a person you love, or they just need your help, and you're making a conscious decision to set aside your needs for um, the purposes of helping them right now, then that of course is also a survival and adaptive mechanism for you and for them because to give and contribute to those we care about is a survival and adaptive mechanism and does take us forward into our better self, of course. But there's a difference and that is the art. The art is knowing when the different, what the difference is and being able to tell the difference between your elderly auntie really needs to talk to you on the phone for an hour about something that's happened to her and it doesn't suit you but you choose to do so out of love because you know that this is a true act of giving that doesn't take away from you or from her because it's truly helpful versus your friend who always acts a bit helpless and victim-like and wants an hour of your time to do something for them, which you've already done for them a million times before and which they're perfectly capable of doing themselves, but they just are a bit stuck and you have other things to do. And in that situation, then maybe it would serve your friend and you better to find a way to say no. And that involves thinking about the words, thinking about the tone, thinking about the meaning behind it, what you're trying to convey. So there's a whole process there. But I'm talking about an art really in learning, what is is an evaluation? What is a judgment? When I'm choosing to say yes to something and when I'm choosing to say no to something, who am I serving? How am I serving myself and them? Is this, if I choose to help someone, if it is it an act of being truly helpful or is it an act of feeding their weakness and feeding your weakness at the same time? And then the final part of that is finding the words to express the no, if it's a no, or even to express the yes, if it's a yes because um, saying yes reluctantly or saying yes without being clear in your own mind why you're saying yes can lead to this cross-motivational situation where you are helping your friend but you kind of wish you weren't so you're not really helping them fully and you're in some other place in your mind and you're just contributing to this whole judgmental story. Well I hope that that kind of made some sense and wasn't totally too convoluted and I hope that it was of some use and I also hope that you have an awesome day.